When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the men in your life, the Performance Package. Help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 90 day fiance WTF at manscaped.com. That's 90 day fiance WTF at manscaped.com. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, Nadia. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Lon. I've been on a two-weeks break, so we have a lot to catch up on. Lots to catch up on, yeah. Lots. So, and by the way, Lon, I have to say... There are a lot of 90 Day Fiancé fans out there in Singapore. So, you know, just for context, I went back to my home country of Singapore and everyone I met, they love 90 Day Fiancé. And it's really fun talking to people about 90 Day Fiancé out there and like, yeah. Plugging and, the podcast. And I plug the podcast, of course, <laughs> of course, of course, at manscaped.com. <laughs> Discount code 90 Day Fiancé WTF. So, uh, yeah, let's get right to it, Mon. Shall we talk about Bilal and Shahida? Oh, my gosh. Where to even start this? So, he always seems to be lecturing. And I'm here on Shahida's side Me with too. that. You know, and they, they call it OCD, uh, which is a bit insulting to people who actually have OCD. Yep. But I think in the latest episode, he does say, I don't have OCD, which I thought was nice of him to clarify that he's like right. there, there's neat he, he listened to a podcast yeah like, i know <laughs> it was already filmed a long time ago <laughs> yeah he's, he's like there's neat and then there's it's you know OCD, OCD. Yeah. but you know he speaks to her condescendingly i don't like his tone and i know a lot of it he says is about religion but i don't think that's it a lot of it i just think is who he is and how he is and and shida wants to be treated i understand you know that it's somewhat patriarchal but he can still treat her like his equal. And then when you add this all up with how he's been treating her from the beginning with the prank, you know, and how he treats her in front of his family and mm. how he continues to treat her, it's no longer about him being a Muslim, right? Yeah. And, and their place in Islam and stuff. So obviously the big scene that got everybody talking was when he threatened to kick her out of the car. Now I see both sides of the fence. So Y'all, it's really up to you uh, if you chose a side. For me, I definitely chose a side. I understand. I get it that she hit him. And people are like, but she assaulted him. 
I think it's a bit drastic to call it assault when it's. Is it hit too? Like, I mean, it's a tap. It was a, yeah, it was a tap and she was being playful. You know, when it's assault, you know, when there's ill intent behind it, when it's malicious and someone hits you. And I will say that he did tell her to stop it. Mm. So I get that, you know, but again, couples, especially if you're married and stuff or going to get married, you guys understand that you can play around, joke around and stuff. And okay, he expressed a boundary and she continued to do it. So I get that. I get that part. But really, this is your fiance. So for me, here's the thing. This is your fiance and you're really going to kick her out of the car in the middle of the road and have her catch an Uber or something by herself. Yeah, like not classy, you, dude. Yeah. I was like, really? This is a woman you love? This is how you're going to treat her on camera? People made a good point too. They're like, this is on camera. He's intentionally shading her on camera he knows that cameras are rolling and he's like well you got a booger in your nose haha and you know what i mean and that's kind of what instigated that well she had to kind of playfully counter that you know mm-hmm. and and then his route was to go well if you keep fucking around you're you're getting out of the car so yeah really like <laughs> chill out chill out below yeah <laughs> you know? i think he even misused the word violent mm. i don't even think that's what violence looked like no if anything that's a love tap Mm-hmm. And I get it. He did tell her to stop and maybe she should have stopped. But to call it violent, um, I think he's overstepping it. You know, between the couple, I think it's okay to be a little rough with each other. I mean, if there's an understanding between your partners and yourself. But I would never consider it violent. I, maybe he's hurt emotionally, but physically, I don't think it's that hurt, right? It's like, ego. His ego was hurt. E- yeah, his ego yeah, was hurt. Yeah, his ego was hurt. Then it then happened he, on camera, and we know that he's always trying to exert this, this image. Yeah, this image and this power. Yeah. He's he's low key, like passive aggressively exerting these power plays. Very authoritative for sure. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: I find that there's an imbalance there because he's able to pull a prank on her, a very elaborate prank when. She first moved to the U.S. and mm-hmm. he brought her to a house claiming that that's where they're going to stay. That's a major prank. Right. 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 And he's able to do that. But why can she play a prank on him? Or why can she, you know, like tit for tat, right? Like, Joke around and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, play around. Yeah. So that's definitely an imbalance of power there. I feel like it's very one-sided and he's always scolding her, always telling her what to do. And I don't like that Shaida is living her life being afraid of how she behaves. Like, for example, in that same episode, he bought her a latte and she was like, can I drink it here? I don't want to spill on your couch or anything. And I think also, isn't the latest episode where he claimed the couch was very expensive? Like he reminded her of And I'm like... That's not a way to live. Like, right. you, you cannot be telling people like what to do, how to do it. Personally, I wouldn't be happy. But it's giving like sleeping with the enemy vibes. Right. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, uh, is that with Julia Roberts? Yeah. Where oh, she yeah. Was that's a in long, a well, abusive relationship. Yeah. And the guy, he had to have his towels a certain way, and she had to put food, oh, like canned food, in the cabinets a certain way. Everything had to be a certain way people would deem as like OCD behavior, but it wasn't even that. It was just, it had to be a certain way. And and even I think the latest episode, she's like, you need to live a little. Like it doesn't really have to be like that. You know, I can understand some things. 
I get like that too. <laughs> you know, when he said, well, now if I'm reaching for a small fork, you know, I want to reach for a small fork. I understand that's why organization is the way it is, but you don't have to like beat somebody over the head because they put a fork in the wrong part of the, yeah. Know? Yeah. So I, I understand some things, but he just goes overboard with it. And like very toxic, it was becoming very toxic between yeah. the two of them. And for someone to, uh, you know, who is big on religion, he's not really in that one scene giving her that space when she's like, well, for men, it's compulsory on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then I, all I of a sudden, he's, yeah, he's super disappointed in her. And he's like, think, okay, but if those are within religious guidelines, then like, chill out. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, I am Muslim. I'm born Muslim. I've never been to the Friday prayers or, you know, as they call it, Juma. Uh, because it has never been mandatory for me. But having said that, just like Christianity, there are a lot of other denominations. So his might be a different one than what oh. I practiced growing up. And maybe for his denomination, maybe they do bring their women to the mosque every Friday. So I don't know. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But if that's not the case, then that's very controlling of him. That's almost yes. him dictating that, hey, I need you to go to the mosque, to Juma every Friday. And I'm like, and she has a good point because I would be the same too. I'd be like, well, it's not mandatory for women. You know, I don't want to hold you back. I don't want you to be late. We'll just go. Yeah. To him, I got a sense that he felt his authority was being undermined. Yes. That's what he didn't like. Not so much that it wasn't compulsory for women as well, but it was the order that he was going to give and that she actually found a very, not necessarily a loophole, but a way around it that was actually within parameters of the religious practice. Yeah. And he didn't like that at all. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, whatever I say, go. Yeah. Yeah. What else? He's not very well liked, but I did a poll on Twitter Mm -hmm. and this may or may not be surprising. He's actually not the least popular cast member, at least... At least by who at least is by today. the least popular then? The like, least popular, what? according to our poll on Twitter, and oh, and this shoot. is by a large majority, right? Oh, so I asked twi- uh, ninety day fa- fiance fam on Twitter. I said, shout Who's out the WTFers, most- right? Shout out WTFers. Follow our Twitter <laughs> for these types of polls. Who's the most annoying person this season? Eighteen percent said Bilal. Sixty-eight uh-huh. percent. Can you guess? Emily. Emily, 68% said Emily. So right on. (laughs) Yeah. 1% said Ari. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 And I thought Ari became super annoying when she went into that that MMA practice. MMA practice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Let's talk about um, that later. But yeah. yeah. And only 3% said Thais. But there are a select few that think she's being super annoying because of how she's with the house and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was super annoying for some people. But. Where do it, I want to? Okay. Sorry, go ahead. 68, yeah. 68% said Emily. And I think we all know what it was about. If, if that's what we want to talk about next. Yes. Or... Are we ready to talk about Emily and Kobe? Who am I yeah. feel bad for? Because I really, I really feel bad. Yeah. And in the Midwest. Oh, God. That's a wrong Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I get that he's helping the family. So I yeah. try to put it in context. Right? But like, yeah, having, yeah, having yeah, just, it just doesn't seem right. Having a black man come to a yeah. ranch to shovel shit. And then to like be very 
like supervising on him you know like she was being very supervisory on him it just leaves a bad taste in a nitpicky kind of way in a very nitpicky kind when he's like of, can it's you just, just let me shoveling shit emily like yeah there are no like 10 different ways of doing it let yeah. the man shovel shit the way he's he already offering it. to help which i thought was a big step you know there's some people obviously they'd rather not you know yeah. there's julia didn't want to do ranch work exactly. for example right and Hard i know pass. yeah miona i know is a bit reluctant to help around the house even though she's willing to do it yeah he's over here asking for work and he's actually doing the work yeah so for her to be not just really supervisory but also nitpicking every single thing that he did and i get it uh so for all that think he crossed the line i do too i think shut the fuck up is pretty extreme when you drop the f-bomb there I like to add that, like, I don't think he dropped the F-bomb in there to be disrespectful. I think he dropped it in there as, like, emphasis to emphasize, like, please be quiet, right? (laughs) But it does come off really disrespectful, I think, and and maybe to Americans a lot more. So I understand we're dropping the F-bomb and even the shut up, even without the F-bomb, telling someone to be quiet and telling someone to shut up is like, whoa, that's really in America. That's like wow, did you just really say that to me? Yeah. You know, and it almost like trumps everything she said. But for all of us, you know, obviously we feel for Kobe and and I would say a majority of internet's like, nah, you know, she needs to shut the fuck up. For me, I just wouldn't have said it in front of the in-laws. I wouldn't have said it in front of her mom. Yeah, yes, in front of his mom. I said it under my breath, but I wouldn't have said it in the presence of any of her parents. Mm Mm-hmm. And this also goes for all arguments. Apparently, they have arguments in front of her parents a lot. It's like a normal thing. Yeah. And (laughs) I read that it's almost like she wants her parents to referee them. Ew. Moderator. No. I mean, like, she purposely pick up a fight with Kobe in front of her parents because she knows that, if anything, they would pick her side. Or if anything, they would be the moderator. They would referee the whole thing. I could see that. I could so, see her putting like, him in like a position like purpose. that. Yeah. yeah. Because she, she has her family there. Yeah. But it's just a bad look, given yeah. that he's of a certain heritage and certain creed. You know what I mean? And then, right. and you guys have seen this meme, the get out meme. Yeah. Of that, <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it's yeah. like, it's them against him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I feel bad for him because I just feel like it's a bad look. Yeah, and this is on top of everything Emily's already doing mm-hmm. to treat him poorly, right? Yeah. The way catch she, us she, up on that, Lon. Like what what's been yeah. happening? Yeah, so you know, it, it started with we talked about how she treats him when he's trying to take care of his son, Coben. Yep. Right. Yeah. And not just her, but the rest of the family as well. Like the her mom is like, well, you know, I'll, I'll let you watch him. And she, her mom was playing supervisor too. And people have pointed out that he has experience with children. And her mom's like, well, he doesn't have experience with like toddler. He has grade school experience or something like that. But that's also his son. And I, I just don't like her trying to supervise everything. And then when he was trying to drive the car, there are some gray areas, you know, can he even drive? Does he have a license and, and things like that? But yeah, there's a certain way that Emily talks to him and a certain tone, which that she, is condescending. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the source of a lot of his frustrations. Like, why are you talking to me this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then leading up to the shut the fuck up, it's almost like, wait, so you're allowed to be this way with me. 
And now you're going to be mad at me for telling you to be quiet like that. So, so yeah, 68%. <laughs> think Emily is Therefore, the worst <laughs> right now. Uh, not surprising there. But let's talk about the other annoying character, Ari. Yeah. So I think we have to make a decision here. Do you want him to be able to help out the family? Mm. And if you do, then then let him train and stuff. Like what what else is he supposed to do? He can't work. Mm. He can't work right now. He's taking steps towards getting some form of employment, some form of compensation as professional MMA fighter. And here she is interrupting his training sessions and stuff. Just because she has fake eyelashes. Yeah. What's up with that, dude? That's stereotyping. (laughs) So (laughs) this is an Ari issue. It's not his fault that he's not specifying that he's training with a girl. If it comes to this point where we have to specify or someone has to specify whether there's going to be the opposite sex in any situation. Yeah. Like, why does it have to come down to that? Like people are people. And if you're, if it's come down to the point where he has to report to you that the opposite sex is going to be at this place anywhere, right? Be it training or, or anywhere else. Oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Are there going to be women there? This is where you're at in your relationship, Ari? Are you that insecure now because of uh, what happened in the past? That's a her problem that she needs to work on. Yep. I don't think it needs to be that granular. If you can't assume that both men and women are going to be at a place and you're not okay with that, that's something that you need to figure out. So I think that was just way too much for him to have to say. You didn't tell me you were going to be practicing with or training with another woman in there. Like, but did he have to? It's a public gym uh, or a training facility. It wasn't safe for you to assume that women were also going to be training there. I like that she was supportive at first of him becoming an MMA fighter. But now it's starting to look like she doesn't like that route because he's going to be busy. She didn't think it would take up so much of his time. But as I said, do you want him to provide for the family? He's not doing anything with his time right now. So I think this is the time. This is the time to prepare for that stuff so that when he is employable or when he can fight, he'll have this under his wing. He'll have the experience already. So she has to make up her mind whether she wants him to just be stuck at the house with her, spending time with her and the baby, which is completely understandable, or maybe they can find a way to work that out. But this has to be part of his life. I think it has to be for him to be able to chip in. Yeah. And I think I see a pattern here with, Ari too because Beanie pointed it out that she wants to be close to her family and yet when they move to the U.S. she's complaining about how they may not be able to afford life in U.S. and we talked about this too it's almost like she wants to move back to the U.S. but she doesn't have a plan mm-hmm. and then when someone like Beanie has a plan she gets upset about it mm-hmm. like the guy is trying he's trying yeah. to provide and yet here you are whining about how you're carrying the family you don't even have a plan you're complaining about how you're not able to afford the two-bedroom while at the same time you're kind of expecting your parents to take care of you and by the way I think outside of the show she has this campaign going around where she's trying to ask people to save her father so that he'll stop getting mooched by them you know, in a sarcastic way, because I think she's uh, not sure if you saw the story, but, you know, Ari claimed that a lot of people are accusing her of sucking the teeth of her parents. Of her parents. Yeah, she's trying to win of it. 
And so she's starting this campaign of like, save Dr. Weinberg from getting mooched and all that. And womp, womp. <laughs> I know it's like, dude, that ship yeah. has sailed. But yeah, I don't like how she's trying to micromanage beneath in that sense. Like, oh, he cannot fight a woman. I thought it's equal fights, equal rights, right? Isn't that what the, yeah. the, the chick said? And by the way, I think that was kind of the trainer to let him train with a woman because she's probably more experienced and mm-hmm. she can easily kick his ass. Yeah. So that's she like could, the basic she level. Could, right she could there. kick Ari's ass. So I thought right. that was funny that Ari was like, what's your name? Huh? What's your name? Like, yeah. what are, Ari, what are you going to do? S- sit yeah. your ass down. Yeah, this I know. Somebody who's been training. <laughs> Before you get umbar by someone. Yeah, who was, <laughs> who was just tussling with, with your fiance <laughs> one-on-one it, and know. you're going to come up and go, oh, know. oh, what's your name? Like, what are you, you going to do, fighter? <laughs> like, shut up. I know, sit down. <laughs> sit your ass down. Yeah, sit your Princeton ass down. Come sit on. your Princeton ass down. <laughs> You'll yeah, get I don't, my video ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fact too that remember when Beanie was saying, I love New York, like let's move here. And then she yes. got really triggered. She's like, You're ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Help set us set our life up and you just want to give up. It's like the guy's just dreaming. Come on. Right. He's just riffing. He's just he loves New York, clearly. Anyone who she asked yeah. him. She took him there. Yeah. And you know, had a great time. What did you expect for him to say? I hate it. I don't yeah. like it. And then he expresses it. He opens up to you in, in what he thought was a romantic evening. This was the episode where she was just shitting on everything he said. I right? know, dude. Yeah. Know. In the car, he's like, we can have this. You know, I'll get you a house. And she's like, yeah. this is for rich people, babe. Like, shut up. <laughs> I know. Are y'all a team? Are you going to be supportive? Like, he's over here, obviously, trying to do his best. I'm going to give this. I want this for us and stuff. And she's just like, we can't do it. So it's almost like they're oil and water sometimes. I'm just yeah. like, how? <laughs> yeah. How can you guys Why do this are they together? together? Yeah. yeah. You know, that last episode convinced me that What's the name? Mimi and is it Mimi and Wish? The His sisters. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. They were right all along. Like mm. Ari is just hard to get through. She's controlling. She's unreasonable. It just like m- makes me want to be Team Beanie's sister. And let's see where she is right now with the whole thing. Like I'm so convinced that Beanie's sisters were right all along. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lon, let's move on to Patrick and Thais. I really like Thais. Very likable up until the most recent episode, I think. But I think it does too come with a bit of baggage and that that baggage is John. But I do have brothers and I love my brothers too. So I get the bind that, that Patrick is in. I do think there are areas where Thais could improve though. You know, I still think there's times, you know, she's being a bit unreasonable. She could try to give it a shot. And it seems she already has one foot out the door if they can't figure out the John situation out. Mm. So, you know, um, you think like she's, yeah, I mean, she said uh, said she's willing to leave and go back to Brazil. That was the statement I'm referring to. Exactly. She said, but is she though? (laughs) Is she though? Yeah. Right. Can she, is she going to walk though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's bring it back a couple episodes when they're first um, formally yep. introduced and then met. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was really rude of her to be in someone else's house and start dictating how people should act in that house. Yeah. I didn't like, like I that. I think she started it first with like, hey, beer in the morning. And I'm yeah. like, leave the guy alone. He, if he leave wants to drink alone. beer, yeah, it's his house. Yeah. I just don't get why she's very territorial. Like she feels like she's the woman of the house and suddenly she has to like dictate how things should be or how people should behave. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. It makes me wonder how uh, makes me wonder how her life was, you know, back home. Was she the controlling one in, in certain relationships? Was she like the hot girl in her village or whatever and she got yeah. whatever she wanted? She's probably you know? the only child. Yeah, that, maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, she's really acting like Queen B yeah. up in here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, dang, can you chill out? One thing that did rub me the wrong way, though, when they met was John was cooking a steak and it fell on the floor. And his reasoning for why they should still eat it was because Brazil. And I'm like, what the fuck does that I know. Mean? He totally stereotyped Brazil. He was like, yeah. people are hungry. Well, yeah, Brazil. Like, of all Ju- people. Yeah. yeah. Just because she's from Brazil means she should eat a steak, steak that, that off fell on the, the floor? floor. Yeah. What? What the fuck are you trying to say? Trying to say, <laughs> bro. Like, she's not from the favelas. I'm like, come Ew, on. That was, that was just bad, bad taste. Like, yeah. no, don't, don't go there. Don't go also, there with she- that. He insinuated that Brazilians should know some things about drinking beer. Yeah. I'm not sure if you caught that. And I yeah. was like, but not in the morning, I bet. They have they have control, I'm pretty sure. But for you to stereotype them like that, no, that's not necessary. Yeah, that wasn't cool. When it comes down to the house, there's an argument. I won't even say an, an argument. I had a discussion with a Twitter follower I said, oh, the, you know, I think this is about John. And I, I want to lean uh, towards agreement. Mm-hmm. But there were just some things that just didn't seem about John. Like, okay. it was clear when she walked into the walk-in closet that she did not like the size of the walk-in closet. But she was excited about going into the home, right? You yeah. can see there was genuine excitement there. The Dallas home, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. they're moving to Dallas, folks, right? For those who are refreshing our memories here. Yeah. When she walks into the walk-in closet, you can tell that she's like, it's smaller And maybe the living room situation was being a bit nitpicky. But the thing that got me was when she said, did you already sell the other house? That's not about John. That's like, I like the other house. Is that still an option? That's the way I read that. And that's not about John anymore. If it's about John, I could see maybe this is about John and that it's, it's not so much about the house, but little statements like that was like, oh no, she's really about to be like, this house isn't that great. You know what I mean? And that really rubbed me the wrong way too. I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, girl, where are you coming from? Yeah. Like, you're not from some Mac mansion. Like, you, this was like you this downgraded was, uh, to something. Come on. This was Shida vibes, you know, <laughs> bringing it back to there. But this yeah. was actual, genuine, like, yeah. This was, like, yeah, not the prank. <laughs> yeah. Kind of made it different because it's like, dude, she's really reacting this way. She's actually disgusted. Yeah. About a walk in closet. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that it's a walk-in closet is already like, wow, okay. <laughs> I hope that was walk-in acting. Walk-in closets are not normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but That's actually to a, a big walk-in closet, yeah, by the way. We're going to go into a walk-in closet and be like, you know, it's small, like smaller than the other one. I'm just like, but it's still, a, it's still a walk-in closet. And there have been people who've commented that, that she did show, you know, some ungratefulness. Yeah. So I'm not alone in that. I get not wanting to share a place with the brother-in-law. So I completely understand that. I just feel like she does not have a lot to say, especially since 
you're just a fiance. You're not paying. You're just rent. a fiance. Yeah. You, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not like, contributing anything. You're not contributing. Yeah. You know, you're not even cooking them bread. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like the the nerve, the audacity. The audacity, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, come yeah. on. And she's got a great situation going for her right now. You know. Yeah. Beyonce drives a Tesla. A, you know, uh, what uh, was that a model model Y, dude? The one with the the suicide door. Is that what they call it? Or the oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We just know that it, it's got enough room for extracurricular. <laughs> Activity. Didn't they yeah. stop midway for like those extracurriculars? Yeah. <laughs> they needed to burn some calories. Yeah. The car was stopped. No, I guess they were very aroused by moving. I immediately <laughs> look at my husband. I'm like, I mean, why are we not that aroused by moving? It's like everyone hates moving. Apparently, this couple loves moving. Yeah. <laughs> stop and be- have a release. Damn. We're going to Dallas. Ooh. Keep talking dirty to me. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was something. But you know what was something else? Uh, Muhammad. <laughs> and I guess his Muslim ways. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But I think it's such a culture shock when people, you know, encounter that scene where she was trying to get the plumber to install the bidet. Mm. And he came over and he's like, you're not supposed to be alone with him. And <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I know. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. And I get it because, yes, I can vouch that is sort of a practice that Muslim women, we're not allowed to be alone with a stranger like your husband or your partner has always to have to be there to be, to be accompanying you. Mm. So I get that. But she's not a Muslim. So why are you imposing that value or that tradition or that practice on her? That's not fair. Right. So I, I know, Lon, you have a lot to say about the way Muhammad has this sort of like imposing himself and his religion onto her. And she's obviously rebelling against it, which I right. kind of expected. But I think it also goes back to how American women, and we've seen a lot of them, right? Britain, mm-hmm. Memphis, uh, so many of them that have gone to the Middle East thinking that, okay, I'll find myself a Middle Eastern man who's, who happens to be a Muslim, brings him back to North America, thinking that I will Americanize this right. man. But these men have grown up the Muslim patriarchal way. How are you going to expect them to change overnight? It's the same conflicts that we see every single season exactly. <laughs> pretty much yeah you would think that if these people know about the show that they've they've watched it enough to know that exactly like, and you know the, you'd know what you're getting into <laughs> the response of i'm american is not good enough it's not gonna cut it it's not gonna cut it it's not gonna change them yeah you're, you're american he's muslim yeah somehow like you said oil and water that's not gonna mix yeah so yeah I feel bad for you, but at the same time, I'm like, you kind of should know what you're signing up for. Yeah, I do want to emphasize that a lot of it is not Muhammad being controlling. Mm. Uh, it's he's living uh, within the confines of, of his religion. And, mm. and I also want to point out that this isn't necessarily a Muslim thing. You're right. Christians, right? I was raised Catholic Christian, and we have the same ideals and values when it comes to certain things, right? Maybe not necessarily a woman being alone with another man, but that would definitely raise an eyebrow. 
But things like dressing conservatively, Mm -hmm. dare I mean things like maybe not drinking in excess or all these other things, even covering your head for when it comes down to women. That's why when Eve said, I feel like a nun, why do you think nuns do it? Yeah, I mean, that the whole head covering thing is, it's not just like a Muslim thing. Yeah. So um, what was triggering for me was when he went on that date and her friends automatically came with these, for me, inappropriate questions. When you meet somebody, you can at least be cordial. And there's other ways of maybe getting to know a person, but you don't just be like, hi, nice to meet you, Muhammad. This is the first time that we've met. Do you watch porn? Like, what the fuck was that about? The- Jesus. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. You know what I mean? Asking him really intimate questions yeah. and stuff. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> that's just not cool. Like, yeah, we have to just... go for first impression. My yes. God. You know what I mean? And, and again, I think they were like, well, Muslim this and Muslim that. But I want to be fair here that it's not just a Muslim thing. You think I'm telling my mom I'm watching porn and stuff like that? No, I'm not because Christians are the same way. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we got, yeah. we have to go to confession for little things like this, right? You know what I mean? It is a religious kind Question, of question. Lon, will Catholic moms allow their daughters to go out in that black tongue? That's kind of see-through. I mean, they will have their qualms with it, right? Yeah. And I think too, you know, when people are like, "Oh, but sex is okay," just like whenever we point out hypocrisies, mm-hmm. right, or things that where we're selective about the rules we follow, yeah, you know, so too in, in Christian denominations, right? Well, you know, oh, some people will choose to hate gay people. Oh, the Bible says to hate gay people. The Bible says not to eat shrimp either. And you're, you'll eat shrimp. So, you know, the, how we're selective about the things we choose to follow and the, the things we choose to not. So it's, it's the same. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe some people will get away with wearing things like that. Yeah. But for more conservative or maybe yep. even more extreme, they'll frown upon it and say no. You know what I mean? Put something else on, you know, dress more conservatively or modestly, however people want to frame it. Yeah. But the bikini or me was was just like, (laughs) will you choose a bikini over me? (laughs) Is it really going to come down to this? That's going to be the title of this podcast. Yeah, that was the title (laughs) of the episode, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Does it really have to come down to this? And um, Mm. the defining moment was when he said, maybe maybe you're going to convert and she said, Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And and then in the interview portion, he said that this was the expectation that she converts. That's a hard, hard no there. So there's no compromising that. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be a deal breaker for him because I know a lot about this subject because I looked it up recently. The women doesn't have to convert if the man is a Muslim. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there goes the gray area or whatever. Yeah. I think maybe that's fabricated, but I'm not surprised if that's also a requirement from him. Maybe he does require his wife to convert. I think he wants to require it so that there's less friction so that she doesn't have the arguing power of, well, I'm not Muslim. Yeah, because I'm they'll, American. Be, they'll both be aligned. They'll both be on the same values. page. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the reason why, just like in Judaism, why both partners have to be Jewish when they get married. Mm. Same thing with Islam. Like why it's better to have both being Islam. And I'm pretty sure it does happen elsewhere. But in my community, it's very rare that we have interreligious marriage. 
So yeah, and I'm in one, so I should know about this. <laughs> it definitely is about compromise and, yeah. and, and working things out. <laughs> I think you know personally, it's about accepting the other person's yes. upbringing. That just how it has to be. Yeah, and especially when it comes to religious beliefs, they're just so deeply ingrained. And if you're really got to be genuine, which is you know. I, you know, I talked to Manny about it and Manny was like that, but that wouldn't be genuine. Yeah. If, if you made me a Muslim overnight, it wouldn't be genuine. Exactly. Yeah. You know, journey. and it wouldn't that, yeah. yeah. Would you rather have a fake Muslim or a genuine Muslim? Right. Because yeah. I'm not about, about that. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Why would you just want to convert for, for the title? Conversion. Yeah. Right. 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 If you're not practicing it in your heart and soul, if you don't 100% believe it. Yeah then the title really doesn't mean anything. So, Yep, and that's why we still got married. <laughs> All right. Long, catch us up on your favorite girl, Cara and uh, Guillermo. What's going she on got them? aired the fuck out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah, so... Uh, Bro, is she an alcoholic? Can we speak about she, that? So it she looks like she bit... does have a... Uh, it does look like she has uh, somewhat of a... I wouldn't say a drinking problem. Maybe. I don't know to the extent. She's but I think... Overparting? Uh, yeah, I think when people drink to get drunk, they get drunk. And that's the thing. Yeah, some of us do control it. Some of us are like, all right, that's it for me. But some of us do want to get drunk. So I don't know. I think it's a problem if it's not recreational and she's completely overdoing it, right? That's mm-hmm. what alcoholism is. But recreational mm-hmm. drinking, hey, sometimes you get trashed. <laughs> that's just the nature of it. So yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know the extent. So I don't think it's a problem yet. But for Guillermo, I think he does wish that she would practice some restraint. Mm-hmm. So there is that. And, you know, for me, I'm just like, take separate cars or, you know, there's Uber now. So if you want to go home, you can go home. But like one of the things for me which was like kind of a red flag, which raised some eyebrows, was when they admitted to reading each other's phones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, but if there's an understanding, is it? Yeah. Toxic? So is I it guess that? every couple is different. Yeah. Right. So I know that there are people who trust each other there, but I don't think with them, it comes with trust. I Mm. think for them, it comes with distrust and they're trying Mm. to catch each other in lies and trying to catch each other cheating. So they're, they're over here grabbing each other's phones and trying to read what's going on in their phones. And and justifying why they're doing it. Yes. Crazy. (laughs) Like what? And they're just freely admitting this to to their friends. friends. Right. Yeah. 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 By the way, is it normal to ask about alcohol content when you order drinks? I just feel like that was a red flag for me from Kara. That she was asking the waiter, what is the alcohol content on that? And is I was it like, strong. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, she yeah. Really wants something strong, I guess. So I'm like, yeah. that's why I asked, like, do you think she's an alcoholic? <laughs> I've done that in not so like direct ways. I'm just like, what's the strongest drink on the menu? <laughs> like, mm. that's, that's how I'd go about that. Yeah. That's how I usually go about it. But yeah, when she got aired out, her ex-boyfriend was on the show Mm -hmm. and just said, one, I love how he approached Guillermo, you know, because I think at first Guillermo was worried about meeting the ex for every reason that it is to meet ex-boyfriends and stuff. How is he going to treat me? How am I going to treat them? Yeah. Yeah. But he was actually really cool about saying, yeah, we're just friends. And he went the extra mile to reassure him that he doesn't like her one bit in that way. Right. Yeah. And he just flat out said, she's controlling. Yeah, she's controlling. And I put up a clip on Twitter and Instagram of him saying, just tell her no, bro. (laughs) No, 
no, no, no, no, no, no. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Guillermo's like, quiet. And he's like, say it, bro. Say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> that had me fucking dying. Like. Dude, I gotta watch that again. How did I miss that? Was yeah. that the, the last two weeks episode or the last? Oh, yeah, it was uh, last week's uh, last okay. week's episode. And she was also being really weird. So here's a passive aggressive way she exerted power. They had extra balloons. I think a lot of people noticed this too. And she said, put the balloons away. And he said, oh, I want to save them. We can give them to kids and stuff like that. And just right after he said it, she starts popping all the <gasps> balloons. Damn. Yeah. I was like, dang. Wow. Again, control freak. Controlling. Yeah. Control freak. Yeah. And that was just, if there were any doubts, that one was like, wow. Yeah, cements it. Yeah. Yeah. That was really extra. That was oh super God. extra to do. Yeah. Yeah. What it was heck? like, it was very, very explicit, very in your face. No, it's my way. This isn't going down. Bam. And she just started popping them. And I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Well, she sent that message loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but definitely for me, I mean, enough on the age difference, dude. I'm over that. It's only like seven years, isn't it? Mm. Why are people always trying to make a big thing out of the age difference? Oh, yeah. sorry. Six years. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, one more thing that X informed Guillermo was that she cheated on him. <gasps> yes, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. And she forgot. <laughs> Could be in the... <laughs> she, she suppressed forgot. that yeah she hid that somewhere oh, in yeah. the archived memory of hers so it was and what, what was it like massage therapy or something or i don't know slept with the masseuse or something Ooh. i don't know what it was <laughs> no kara no damn anyway uh all right well let's revisit this we gotta move on to our last couple lawn jibri and miona is Miona now like your favorite girl or is Kara still your favorite girl? Because I think Miona is still very classy, isn't she? I, yeah, I still like Miona. I see that Miona's trying. Mm. And in these last few episodes, she grows on me more and more. She continues to grow on me. Yeah. And we can start in the, the earliest one where uh, they're doing laundry. I think mm. she had a really good answer when Jibri's mom was like going through her laundry and going, oh, what's this about? You know, and she's like for someone who like intelligent i'm just surprised that you would wear something like this yeah. or whatever this was distract from yeah she had a very tasteful answer and very progressive you know, very a body positive, positive answer yeah and yeah. i want to feel confident in my body and things like that and i really liked that but also she was very respectful about it she could have just really went off yeah and like well, fuck this. It's like, you know what I mean? But she's still trying to have a decent, calm conversation and being respectful of Jibri's mom. Mm. So I could see where she did practice restraint there. And even when it comes to Jibri, I understand that he's in a tight spot with having to try to please her and give her the things she wants while also trying to explore his career in music. So I think there are times when maybe she's not a little more lenient about her demands mm. so she wants to move to LA she wants a beach wedding there's okay. a lot that she, yeah there's a lot that she wants okay but how is he going to do this how is he going to give you if you want these things how is he going to do it if you have qualms about him starting up the music group with yeah. uh David do, do you think she knows something about his bank account that we all don't know because how is she so confident in asking all this knowing that 
when she's tried planning the wedding and she's calling up, was it? I think it sounds like she's doing packages because she's like, I want to check on this destination wedding. Like, how soon can you do it? And then like, she wants mm. it done like within 90 days, right? And they're like, yeah, um, yeah it's Why can't possible. it be a hundred days? Yeah. <laughs> that was so it's cute. Like, I think she doesn't know what she's getting into, but she knows what she wants. But that's why, why is she so confident? She must know something like, she must know that they can pull this off, but maybe she just doesn't know that it's not possible. I wonder too, if she has money. I mean, her finances weren't ever questioned, were they? Did she make a lot before she came to America? Mm -hmm. Was she an influencer? So, but she is, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if she's the one with the money. I mean, what is Jibri doing exactly that gives us that confidence that he's able to afford the beach wedding aside from having a music career? Yeah, but he can't. I think that's what he was trying to tell her. You know, we're, we can have this ranch wedding. She's like, no, <laughs> we yeah. are not having, having a beach ranch wedding. wedding. We, you know, and he's like, okay, well, if you want that, <laughs> how do you expect us to pay for this shit? So, yeah. you I'm- know, and, and her argument was like, I let you have everything. You got to give me this. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, I mean, (laughs) let's talk about David, though. I feel like he's very impressive. I don't know what you think about him, but, you know, the guy has a trucking business or something, you know, and the music is more of his passion project, right? His side hustle. But it seems like he's very enterprising, very entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. Like he has that trucking business. So he's doing well for himself. And, you know, the music thing is like, probably something that he pursues as a hobby mm. so i feel like he's more stable than maybe oh, yeah. Jibri. yeah and i, I thought possible yeah and the way he talks too like i'm very impressed for some reason i hate that they got into a fight i feel like that escalated for no reason <laughs> i feel like it's expected of him to tell Jibri that hey i feel like miona is the cock block here like she's the one that's like the hindrance right she's the one that's causing you to like not focus on your music or whatever so I kind of expected that from him and I think Jibri sort of got defensive just like how he got defensive with his own mom over Mm -hmm. comments that she made though rightfully so because she has no business questioning her on like the clothes that she wear or going through the laundry and the mom did a great job deflecting by the way so (laughs) I guess that's maybe that's signs of a good therapist I don't know but yeah I hate that it turned into a fight Jibri is under like a lot of pressure of pleasing a lot of people. Yeah. And I think um, when it comes to the defending your woman, it's, it's the Will Smith smack all over again, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I see both sides. I can defend both sides. In no way am I condoning violence here. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. But we, we don't know when you're having to defend people. We don't really know the entire story. You know, mm. maybe at home, Miona must have expressed how she feels that maybe he doesn't defend her Mm. or he doesn't man up or whatever. Yeah. So then in this case, when someone's talking trash and he has to prove it, he has to prove himself. It manifests in this kind of stuff where, okay, well, you're going to have to shut the fuck up (laughs) and and shut up, shut up, shut up. And whatever happened, I don't know. I think he he shoved his hand in David's face. And, And I agree. David is really cool, responsible saying, Hey, I would rather you not stress out. And if you drive this truck, you can still do the music. Yeah. Uh, you'll just be, you'll just be more comfortable doing it. And he's like, yeah. well, no, sometimes the safest route isn't the right way to do it. And I'm just like, dude, listen to your friend. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to your friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lon, we've come to the 
end of our coverage of the latest episode of 90 Day Fiancé. What is your WTF moment? Uh, let's see. So over the three episodes, I want to say my WTF moment was going through the laundry. I don't know why. I, and I guess they're from a conservative town, but I expected Jibri's mom to be a lot more progressive. Yeah. And, and it was surprising that, that the grandma, right? Was it his grandma? Yeah. That was more progressive than his yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the mom's like, a therapist. Yeah. So I was like, what? What the fuck is this about? Yeah. What about yeah. you? I think for me, well, Bilal is always a walking yeah, UTF for me. He's... I don't know where to begin. I caught up with all the episodes that I missed while I was in vacation and Bilal just stood out for me. I cannot like him anymore. Like I, I'm trying, but he's just someone that I wouldn't recommend Shaida to be with. But unfortunately, we all know that they're already married. Right. I just can't stand him. So much ego, so much pride. You know, like toxic masculinity. Yeah. Unlikable since episode one. Oh, totally. Unlikable Unlikable since the trailers. Yeah. (laughs) Since the trailers of the season. Yeah. Previews of the season. Yeah. And then, of course, close second would be Ari because Ari's like freaking out over Beanie fighting a woman. So what? You know, and it's like under a supervision of a trainer, he's doing an honest work here. Just mm. because she wears fake eyelashes, come on. Ari, that was weird. On. That was so weird for her to yeah, bring like, that up. <laughs> I know, wearing makeup and fake oh, eyelashes. Oh, wear fake yeah. eyelashes to the gym. <laughs> like, I'm a star, baby. Right, was what she said or something? Yeah. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Ari's lucky that she didn't get her ass served to her. Like, she's so lucky <laughs> that way. Anyway, what do you want to recommend our viewers to watch why have you been watching in your spare time aside from 90 day fiance oh my gosh this is going to be funny i got hooked on singles inferno singles inferno is a korean dating uh Ooh. on on netflix Ooh. where they're on a beach and that's uh-huh. the inferno and it's funny because you would think in america we would move from an indoor setting to an outdoor setting in korea they're they start outdoors and then move into an indoor setting the date yeah it starts out on the beach and the beach is supposed to be like the inferno and they move indoors to like a suite some like penthouse suite where they get to know the person more intimately if they choose each other yeah so there's that and it's not new it's it's been out i want to say at least a year maybe so and then i was then from there i got into like the asian dating shows so i went from that to Love is Blind Japan. <laughs> Damn. It, how is that? That's it's definitely my cue. How is it's that? good. It's cute. It's different. Okay. It's the same show, but different Japanese, culture. Yeah. yeah, the culture makes it different. Right. So right. it's funny to, to kind of see what values they have, how they speak to each other and the things that they find interesting. Sometimes it's it's really upfront, you know, like they'll just say, who do you consider your, your perfect person or whatever? Or am I? Um, do, do I attract you? Like, it's just very in your face. Like, they don't fuck around. Like, yeah. <laughs> they cut straight through the bullshit. What is your like, biggest takeaway or what is the, the highlight? The, the, what is the major scenes that left an impression on you? In Love is Blind Japan, I cried a lot. <laughs> Damn. I cried a lot because there were... that, but it must be a good show if you cry. No, no, no. I just, I'm a sucker for these really sweet things. And when oh. it's in Japanese, 
it reminds me some of the K dramas and J dramas where they're in this heartfelt scene. It's very melodramatic. And the woman is like expressing her love with tears in her eyes. And so when I was watching like Love is Blind, it just brought me back to that, to those kind of feelings where she's like, I never thought I would find somebody, blah, 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 blah. And they're crying. And then you're like, oh, whoa, what's up? Someone's cutting onions. Cutting onions in here. (laughs) (laughs) It's just different hearing it, you know, in uh, in a different language. So, (laughs) yeah. I haven't been catching up with shows, but definitely Stranger Things is on my queue for sure. Uh That said, for any of you, because it's summer right now, right? For any of you traveling and you guys catching those in-flight entertainment, I strongly recommend four movies that I've watched. (gasps) One is Fatherhood, which left me bawling. It's about a single father raising his daughter. So it's a father-daughter movie. It's very sweet, starring uh, Kevin Hart. So it is a mellow movie, like it is supposed to be a drama, but Kevin Hart puts the comedic spin on it, which makes it a little bit not as sad or somber, right? I've heard of that one, yeah. I've it's actually based on a novel by a white man. And it's cool that, you know, when it's adapted into a movie, it's by a predominantly black cast. In fact, you know, wow. like obviously Kevin Hart being, you know, a black comedian, like he's the protagonist. And I think that was a cool interpretation, you know, instead mm-hmm. of a direct adaptation of the character they actually turn it into like a you know a black father raising a black daughter which i thought was really thoughtful really well done very tastefully done of course i watched king richards and that was really impactful as well it talks about how serena and venus's father you know have this plan for them and it obviously brought them to greatness mm-hmm. to where they are right now i watched ghostbusters afterlife which is great uh, I, I didn't see that. It one. is very Stranger Things like, but in a movie format. It ties to the last Ghostbuster movie, the one that has Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And oh, okay. Gatekeeper, Key Master. Yeah. It ties to that whole myth and it continues that story. So there is that connection there, which I absolutely adore. And I can really appreciate how they tie it back. And it seems like they're going to do more of, they're going to do a sequel from that show. So that's great. And then surprisingly, House of Gucci is really good. That's the Lady Gaga one? That's the Lady Gaga one. So it tells the story of how the whole family Gucci had like an internal turmoil. Like, you know, they were fighting for power internally and how they lost their own brand. So it's really, really interesting. I think I I like that so much. I watched that twice on the plane. Mm. So Mm. definitely highly recommend that. Teal Swan. Have, is this a name you're familiar with? I've heard of that. Who is that? Teal Swan is uh, this YouTube famous person whose um, contradictory ideals, like she's some, somewhat of a self-help guru, but mm-hmm. her controversial ideas are being blamed for like some suicides of her followers. So there's a Hulu documentary on her. They're releasing it little by little though, episode by episode. So there are three episodes though available on Hulu now. I'm watching that. If you all are interested in that, I I recommend it. I think it's actually pretty interesting. All right, Lon. We have less than a minute to say goodbye to our listeners. Happy Um, Pride. Happy Pride and happy mental awareness. Yeah. (laughs) And happy Juneteenth for those. Yes, that's coming up. Yes. Also, manscaped.com. Use our discount code 90 90 Day Fiance WTF. Yep. yep. And you guys will hear about it, you know, before the show and after the show. We'll talk more about manscaped.com. Check out the unboxing video that Lon put out on IG and 
And we love you guys. 20% off 90 Day Fiance WTF. We just got the Manscaped Performance Package. Super excited about this, mainly Ooh. because uh, now I don't have to use the stuff I use on my face. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's so cool to have like a product line that's just exclusively for grooming this area of your body. So for me, that's totally a game changer. And this package, you know, you get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of it. First off, this trimmer is the future of grooming. Dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever, the lawnmower 4.0. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight in case you need more precision with your shave. This trimmer, um, as I said, is waterproof, so you can say goodbye to the messy bathroom floor. Go ahead and jump in the shower and uh, get to grooming. And if you thought that was good, if you wanted to take your grooming to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof with the proprietary skin-safe technology, which also reduces nicks, snags, and tugs in those uh, delicate nose holes of yours. And I know how sensitive those are. Those hurt. So you definitely, definitely, definitely want a tool that's sensitive to those areas. The crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level. I've already tried them on and uh, yeah, I'm going to be wearing these for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off and free shipping. With code 90 day fiance WTF. Once again, folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 90-D-A-Y-F-I-A-N-C-E-W-T-F at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with 90 Day Fiance WTF as your code. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.